Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of the Who Art Thou podcast. I'm your host, Barra Carlin, and with me today, I'm actually delighted to be chatting to Dan Wheatley of the band Ibex. So Dan is the singer, songwriter, and guitarist in that band. Really fantastic band. They have a brand new single coming out on June 2nd called Endless, uh, which I'll include a pre-save link in the bio for this episode. And they're also doing a show in Workman's on June 9th with support from your ma and bin men. Love those names, uh, which should be a lot of fun. I'll be getting tickets for it. Uh, really, really, really fantastic band. I actually, I met Dan, I've seen Ibex Live, but I actually met him through uh, working on a film set. Well, when I say working, I was there as an extra, but um, he was doing the sound and music for it as well. So it's a film called uh, Life Once More. It's written by Mark Agar and starring in it. But uh, yeah, so plenty, plenty, plenty to chat about. The music, the film, everything, all the crazy questions that we normally ask in these episodes. I'll get on with the episode now. Um, but without further ado, here's the theme music by Zach Stevenson. see already (laughs) all right everybody we're here for a brand new episode of the who art thou podcast i'm with dan of ibex dan thank you so much for joining me today oh yeah for taking the uh, time to come all the way out i think i was so happy to it was very fortunate to see you because we were watching no i walked into shanae and i was just like oh because we knew each other from mark's film which we'll talk about in a bit yeah and i was i was oh shit that's dan and then like i was like what's the name of the band what's the name of the band and uh Chris was like Ibex and then I said to Mark I was just like holy shit they're fucking class awesome. and then we watched the Soundhouse gig right afterwards I was like this is fantastic <laughs> yeah yeah so how did the how did you uh, how did you get what was your first foray into music in terms of an interest um, so I started doing pantomimes when I was 10 that's not what I thought you were going to say <laughs> yeah isn't that class so, yeah oh, my, my dad lo- loved music like and uh, like Frank Sinatra and all that sort of stuff and um, he picked up a guitar. He he played a guitar a bit, and my first guitar was his guitar. Um, oh, and he he printed out chord sheets and he gave me the chords and he was like, "There you go, there, figure that out." <laughs> but yeah, I was in I was in pantomimes from from when I was ten, and I'd done singing lessons till I was like fourteen, and then I picked up a guitar when I was fourteen. All right, okay. And um, were you in bands before Ibex then? Yeah. Um, the first band I was in was called um. The Archines. The Archines. Yeah, what does yeah. that word mean? <laughs> Archine is a is like a centurion. It's like a ruler uh, in Rome. It's oh, like shit. the guys okay. with the with the helmets, you know, like with the red. Oh, with the, the actual fucking like the the horse kind of mane. Yeah, yeah oh, they're sweet. Archines. Yeah. Oh, I never knew that. Um, so that was the first band that I was in when I was in school. I was like 15, 16. Then I was in another band called Medusa. Um, called yeah yeah when I was eighteen, nineteen. Hmm. Um. And yeah, then I was in Ibex. So his uh, his mythical themes is quite the uh, strong. <laughs> I think so. Yeah, yeah, but I'm big into that. So oh, really? Like um, what like classics and all that kind of carry on, like Ben Hur or no, 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 no. um, like fantasy. Uh, oh, like, right, okay. yeah, yeah, or like um, like yeah, like mythological beasts and all that sort of stuff. And um, favorite like, one? Do you have a favorite one? Um. I was between what well, the two two came to my head straight away, mm. uh, centaur or cyclops. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I love a high. I think hydras are fucking cool as well. They're pretty cool. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just can't kill them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so wait, wait, where did the name Ibex came from then? Um, we were just 
chatting amongst the lads. Yeah, yeah. So we 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 didn't have a name. We were like, what what's the name? <laughs> um we weren't gonna be the Daniel Wheatleys. Um so I don't think it has the same ring to no, it. Doesn't, no, it doesn't know. The lads are just oh, it was just a load of mucky mess and it was like, right, we need an actual name. What are we doing? Um so we had we were gonna go with Fia. With, oh lovely. Yeah. The Irish word like the Irish, Irish word, word yeah. Fia, yeah, and then I think we done one gig as Fia. Oh okay. Um in Chine and there's like a recording of us saying that somewhere that that, that we have. And then Get Ibex, I think Aaron O'Reilly, drummer from Ibex, mm-hmm. just suggested the name. We were like spitballing names and uh trying to think of some of ourselves and then putting it into random name generators and being like, you know, how do we get a name? And then, yeah, but yeah. it is a great name because you can do so much iconography with it as well. Like even just your logo of just having the animal head is just fucking awesome. So <laughs> Sound, yeah, it's simple for that. Yeah. yeah. How, how, and how did you go about um, like, how do you go about in terms of writing an Ibex song? Like what's the process? Um, So I myself, I'm writing songs since I'm 14, since I picked up the guitar, probably like a few months after I picked up the guitar, I started writing a song. Hmm. And then with Ibex, I basically, when I started playing with the lads when I was um, 18, I brought all the songs to Ibex and the lads kind of just done their part then. So we're more focused now on rearranging bits mm. um, and the recorded versions that are like produced versions of the songs. Um, the musical ideas are from um, I'd Come With The Guitar And The Vocal and then other layers would be Adam playing bass or guitar or mm. Aaron playing the drums. Um, so, yeah, the music or the, the idea of the song so far has mostly started with me coming with the song, mostly formed. Then we rearrange it or it, not with all the songs so far. Sure. Just because we play like, I think it's like 24 songs that we play together So at, at the moment. Um Fuck. And yeah, they're all ones in, that I brought apart from two. In, no, oh, you just have them for yeah, we yeah, have them there. Wow, yeah, okay. Um, so in a set, we, tr- we about fourteen, sixteen, or something, or we try to if we if it's if it's our own gig, and we can play for an hour or longer. Mm. Then then we love doing that. Um, it's yeah. an hour long. I, I can never understand. I can never when you see bands play for longer than an hour. I was like, is that not fucking wrecking it by the end of it? You must be exhausted. You start feeling up for me, and I think the lads as well. We. We prefer doing something like that because it's like it's almost like you're warming up to a thing the entire time as you're doing it. Mm. Um, I know that say if I'm recording a vocal for for a song, for example, the more I do it, uh, the more I focus on it and can improve what I'm doing in particular ways or whatever. So the more that I'm consistently singing, say throughout a set playing a gig, I feel more comfortable. Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Fair. Yeah. Just do you ever see? I remember seeing Biffy Clyro play live years ago, right? And they did a three-hour-long show, right? And it got to the point that I was just like, "How are they not fucking done?" Like, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know how they do that. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they're like three or four-minute songs. So by the end of it, they played like you know, oh, it's just yeah, thirty odd songs yeah. or forty songs or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, so so actually, I completely glossed over. How did you meet the lads for the band? So I went to Ballyferma when I finished school in 2015. And I done the music performance two year course, so the rock school course, and then the two lads were doing the sound engineering course. Oh, right, okay. So they were doing the two years of the sound engineering, 
and you form bands in that course and i was playing with people and the lads had to record people for their projects so but they could choose who they who, who they could record oh um, very nice so aaron chose to or asked if he could record me he asked me and um he recorded me then he put a bit of drums over it um and he was sending me some ide- ideas and then i was sending him some of my songs we we're like oh will we just get together and, and play these songs um so then aaron is good friends with adam grogan who's the bass player and they were he, he just jumped in on it with, with aaron i think they were doing projects together and it was basically like a college project for them to do a four track ep um and it was originally um as daniel wheatley um and then it evolved, evolved. into this thing yeah yeah <laughs> And the rest is history. <laughs> Here we are. Yeah, yeah. How did the uh, sound house thing come about? Because that, um, like, as I said, I, I remember going over to Mark's house, who who's uh, the person that made that film that we were both part of, and uh, just watching from start to finish, and the two of us just having cans like, this is fantastic. It's beautifully so, shot. The sound on it's fantastic and everything as well. Cool. Yeah, yeah. So we, one of, one of our friends, uh, Ted Daly, who, who's also the the camera op for oh, right, yeah, Mark's yeah. film. Um, so we asked him if he could shoot video for us for, for the Soundhouse and we just asked the engineer in the Soundhouse if we could get the desk audio and then Aaron who records, mixes and masters, produces the Ibex tracks. He Oh, he does all those as well? He, he does them, yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, so he mixed it and then that's that's how that came to be, yeah so fun to watch like as i said like i've seen it a good few times now sitting down but just the la- like even oh and which endless is on it and uh which is the next thing coming it's june 2nd isn't it june 2nd that's releasing yeah. tell us a little bit about that song um so endless i wrote that on the acoustic guitar um and then brought it to the lads and it totally changed um there there wasn't like a, a bit there's a there's a bit of a riff section in it that wasn't in it it gives it a bit more life mm. um there's there's like a half time double time sort of thing I, the, the lyrics are about um who are you with your eyes closed i've got senses and i got you in my fingertips like the, this sort of thing um wasting time being a waster and the whole world turns around it's only day half the time but the other half is night so it's this whole thing that's like um there's all this stuff going on but who are you who who are you really in 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 the greater scheme of all these things mm. and you might feel like um the whole world turns around and it's only day half the time so you, you might feel like sometimes things are fantastic sometimes things are really bad but um it doesn't really matter uh in, in the larger scheme of things for things that are fantastic or bad because it's like something the question the songs like is this endless is it something that's just going to continue anyways um so I'm just going off on there, but I, that might be what I think it's about. But yeah, but you wrote it. I know. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. But it, it wasn't very. It, it some some things that I've written are very literal context about a thing. Yeah. Or like I can say that's about that. But then this is more um, abstract or like I can't say that's about that thing or that place or yeah, that yeah. person. And it's 
But that is the beauty of songwriting, isn't it? That other people can take different meanings from it anyway. So, yeah. 100%. And if you asked me that question some other time, I'd <laughs> probably... <laughs> yeah, and I don't even know what that answer was right now until I well, listened to this. <laughs> who, who did the artwork for it, actually? Because the artwork I was just looking at today is absolutely gorgeous as well. And perfectly complements the answer that you just gave as well, actually. Okay, so I took that photo. Um, it's a photo? It's a photograph, yeah, yeah. No, it's not, is yeah, it actually? Yeah, yeah, yeah. With, with high aperture on, um, on a Panasonic... Um, not a what is it oh it's a it's an old panasonic i got it in i got it in cex uh for 40 quid like five years ago and right. i took i took that photo but around then as well um and just high aperture and it's a street light on my road and i and i just went Jesus. i just like moved it, took the photo and it absorbs the light for like seven or eight seconds and i just kind of moved the camera around for that amount of time i thought you had some lad making it in like like in Photoshop or something like that. Like it, like it doesn't, it doesn't look like a photograph. It's like it's so kind of it's totally, sparkly yeah. and eclectic. It's it's gorgeous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's amazing. All right, okay. The things you can do with a camera these days. It's gas. Yeah, yeah. It's funny. I have I have like a decent camera. I can't find it in this room now. Right. Yeah. But um, I don't know how to use it at all. Like, and I mean, like, I'll take a photo and just be like, oh, it's okay. And then a friend of mine, friend Jim, who he like. Borrowed off me for two seconds, changed a bunch of dials off, and he goes, "Now take photos with this." We're at a party. Oh, they looked gorgeous straight away. I was like, "How do you do that?" He goes, "Learn how to use your fucking camera." That's fair enough. <laughs> I just put on like the one that I have now has an intelligent auto mode or whatever. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Right, okay. so I just put that on. Well, we won't ruin the magic. Okay, you know yeah, how yeah, to use it. <laughs> yeah. I thought I knew what I was doing with the old camera, but I was just going on these strange walks at night um, by myself with just the camera, taking photos of lights and just kind of spinning around and everything. <laughs> that's why that exists <laughs> now I have to Mark has a question here that uh, he asked me to ask you now he gave me the question at this is Mark Agar by the way the director of a film we're going to be talking about in two minutes um, he gave me the question at about three o'clock in the morning on a Friday night so Fantastic. I think yeah. it's uh, where is it um uh, being that your music is so complex, how do you feel about bands going about covering your stuff? That's the um, question from Mark. So, I, I would like to hear that. Yeah, I think most bands would like to hear somebody take a stab at absolutely. Doing their songs. Like in in, in Bally we had, um, like a songwriting class, um, and Francie Conway taught that. He, he's a songwriter. Um, and we'd sit down and you'd bring a song and everyone would play a song um, and then everyone would give some sort of critical feedback or something you mm. know um, but one of the t- one of I think I don't know if it was an assignment or an outcome or I think he just a- he just asked people to do it or you didn't have to do it or, um, and one of the lads in the course uh, Jordan O'Neill he um, played one of my songs um, and I thought that he played it better than I did and I sat there and I was just like wow that's class hearing that, yeah. You know? But that must be an amazing feeling as a as a creative to see somebody interpret it a completely different way. Absolutely, actually, yeah. yeah. And and I have another friend, Jamie Lay. He's he's an artist. Pack of Hell and Wolves is the name is of his um, solo project. Hmm. Um, and I have a song called Big Yeti, and he done a cover of Big Yeti at the, when I was in Bally Farm again at the at the end of year event. Uh, I couldn't attend because I wasn't well at the time. But hmm. he he there's like a video of him playing one of my songs from then. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> It's nice. it's nice to have yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know, it, it, it's one of those things like I, I don't you don't really see much bands give out about people covering their stuff I actually I would think it's 
quite a turn of endearment. Yeah. Did you ever hear about when Trent Reznor heard that Johnny Cash was covering Hurt? No. He was furious. Right. He was wanting to get it uh, taken away, didn't want him. He was like, I'm going to do anything I can Jeez. to make him not cover it. Yeah. And then he saw the music video and he's like, okay, it's his song now. He was just oh. like, he's just loved it so much that he was, it was the, it was actually the music video that yeah. really changed his mind about What song? Uh, Hurt by Johnny Cash. Class music video. Oh, it's an amazing music video. Yeah. yeah, I think he died quite soon, soon after, after it was yeah, filmed yeah. as well. Yeah, because I think his wife had just died. I can't remember her name now. Um, the really famous wife that he had. Yeah. But he, he yeah. uh, two months later, I think he passed away after that. But Hurt was done in that interim. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think I'd be, I'd, when, when people have done it before and they're friends, I've been like, I just loved it. Mm. I, I felt, it was like, yeah, a torn of endearment. I felt like people, these people cared about a thing that I must have cared about enough to do. So um, I feel like if, if anyone done it, um, whether the musicianship is subjectively to me, whether I, t- whether I think it's great or not, I think I'd just be like, oh yeah, that's t- thanks for doing that. That's lovely. I'm glad that you like it that much. Yeah. Um. Uh. So we met on the set of Mark's film. Uh, how did you get into doing sound for that, for films uh, in that kind of way? Yeah, so for probably name the film yeah life once more yeah. so so um i scott o'keefe is the director of that, yeah. and basically when i was 19 i had some videos or i had some audio up on soundcloud that i recorded in my bedroom with a zoom stereo microphone just me and the acoustic guitar um and vocal and scott heard them one of my friends, Ross McDermott, who was in Medusa, the band that I was mentioning, yeah. um, he's a drummer in that, savage drummer. He was showing Scott, because Scott needed music for a film that he was doing for a project when he was in college studying film. Mm. Um, and Scott reached out to me and he used, I think, two or three of my songs in a short film that he was doing. Um, and then, I... If, few years later so two years um ago i started doing or sorry three years ago i started doing a music production degree and two years ago uh scott asked me to do film for or post-production of audio compositions and sound design for a film that he was doing and i thought right i've never done anything like that before yeah I imagine it'd be quite a different kind of setup <laughs> absolutely and, and i didn't i've never taught that that's something that I really uh, want to do before I started doing it. Mm. You know, it wasn't like a, an aspiration of mine to be like, I want to do music for a film or anything. Um, Scott just asked me to do it and then I figured it out. Um, and obviously with the help of the course and all the stuff that they teach you in there, that was useful. And then I'm Scott's doing another film for Mark. Yeah. Um, and that's that's pretty much it nope. yeah <laughs> i i i have to say i can't wait for the film. do you know it, it is what's the song that will be that mark's hoping to get for it mark wants to get um conceited in it yeah so that's a song that i wrote when i was 18 um and it's about a friend whose missus um had slept with someone else um and I wrote it in about 15 minutes, sat down with the guitar and I don't often do that. I've got some songs that I'm working on for like, or think I'm working on for a year and a half or something, you know, yeah. but then, then sometimes that thing happens and it's just like, <laughs> you know. Do you get kind of that moment like as soon as it's done go like, what did I just do? <laughs> that was one of them. And I, yeah. And I set up the recorder while I was doing it and then afterwards I was like, 
that was a song from start to finish basically in you know like I only yeah, yeah, yeah. wrote it out then figured it out and then done it um, absolutely it's taken back like, did I why did that happen so fast but then I have this <laughs> other thing that I'm like I'd, I'd love to make into a song but it's taken me years or something you know yeah no I, I can't wait for the film to come out I, like, I, don't, I know we don't have a uh, release date it is the film where I got roped into playing a pedo by accident but uh... there is a bit of a thing in <laughs> yeah. there yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> the funny because I won't ruin the joke but I did say to Mark I was like why does my character know where Fresh is <laughs> I was like, is he? And Mark's like, he's a pedo, yeah, he is. Oh, my, <laughs> stop. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it was very exciting. It must, but it must be kind of like, oh, I have that to my repertoire now, stuff that I Oh, 100%. Yeah. And the amount that I've learned from that, like I recently um, record, mixed, mastered um, a band called Coastline Grass Club. So that's a, that's a, a great name for a band. Yeah, it's like surf indie rock. Yeah. Just a, a mate of mine, Devin Reardon, he started a band and he... he asked me Dan can you do this I was like yeah I'm sure I can and then um, a friend of mine that I work with Connor Diamond has a Behringer X32 desk it's just like a, it's got 32 inputs so I went fuck yeah. 32 it's just it's a digital desk you use it at gigs like people oh, right, use okay, them yeah okay, okay. yeah um, so two over here I know yeah but I have the same one in my gaff and that's uh, yeah. what I do yeah. things on at home yeah do you know at work now they're trying to set up a podcast or some kind of recording thing and they bought one that has four and I'm the one yeah. who set up the studio in it, and I'm just like, oh my god, I want it four. has four. Yeah, yeah. Or, or there's the Octo Pre, and that has eight, and I really want that one. But that's like, it's only yeah, like seven hundred quid. Or, a bit ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. <laughs> a lot of mics. <laughs> no, just just eight mics in the room with two people, <laughs> and then do it in, do it in spatial audio. Yeah, yeah. Do it <laughs> surround sound. The worst ASMR. Oh, I'd be willing to test it out though. Not yeah. a bad idea. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right. Well, I'm gonna hit pause. Here. Yeah. Actually, just one more question before we move on to the random questions and asking the pub. What do you have a favorite song you like playing live? Um, I have a song called Trip. Trip. Yeah. So it's not released yet as a single yet, no, isn't it? No, no. but it, I think it might still be on that SoundCloud that I originally done mm. i done like five or six songs put them up there's a video of me playing it and um, oh, i recorded it in fenner lane studios that's in slane uh, i don't know if that's still there but i, I but i done that that's then. where it is <laughs> yeah um so when i play that song um i think it's the first song it is the first song no i wrote a song called nine eight that was all in nine eight and i was fascinated by nine eight yeah the it's time signature, time signature nine yeah eight. so I, and the, how and do you make a song in nine eight i've i've heard a few songs now in nine eight yeah but i <laughs> but but then i was like oh there's this new thing and i thought it was some sort of whatever bit like figuring this thing out but then trip i basically i took a rake load of magic mushrooms the, it was it was the first <laughs> always a good beginning to any story <laughs> <laughs> and i took a rake load and I, I'd never even I think I'd only like smoked a bit of weed once or twice or something what position um, did you take mushrooms and they're, me, they're a little bit stronger yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Me, me and a group of friends ordered a load of them um, oh, and we done it out of friends back garden um, and <laughs> oh, I finished eating all mine and then my mate was like oh I still have some left I was like oh yeah I'll eat them <laughs> so after the after that I wrote this song called Trip and it's like that, yeah. that explains the title. Okay. That's it, yeah. But the but the the verses are like going between um six eight and and five four. So that's like but oh no, it's it's five four and then four four and then the chorus is six eight. Okay. So it's like it's three bars of five four, one bar of four four, and then 
it's uh, a course of six eight and then there's a break of eleven eight Jesus going back Christ. into the next verse <laughs> um which is like the five or the four and the there's some sort of maths there that makes that make sense. Yeah, That's yeah. why I do that. Uh, <laughs> that would be very fun to play live. Yeah, it, yeah, and it's something that me and the lads have been like kind of getting together over the last while because hmm. it's 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 tricky enough. I'd say so, um, yeah. <laughs> and it just kind of because I wrote it, I can play it without having to think about it really at this point or soon after because I was like, oh, this is just a, a thing that I'm feeling into. Um, but then for other musicians, it's something that you have to unless you're that's like purely feeling sort of player mm. it's something you have to kind of you're like oh what because you, you'll ca- catch yourself getting cut off by when the time signature changes say at the end of the fourth bar you're like oh what happened there oh what happened there and <laughs> yeah. have you ever noticed somebody in the crowd trying to figure it out as you're playing it i've actually noticed people yeah, yeah i've noticed that <laughs> and then i've also noticed people dance really really nicely to it because because oh. you wouldn't know it's it's got such a weird sort of sway to it that you wouldn't know how to dance to it. But I've seen people, you ever see people like when they're a bit really out of it um, and they're like throwing their hands around real spiritually or yeah, something yeah, and they're yeah, like no, making exactly shapes now. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like energy dancing or something like, oh, I don't know what to call it. But... Like any of the video, if you ever, now there's a subreddit called Tuck Too Much, which is like most of the time it's, it's people, it's people who are like way too fucked, but occasionally it'll come up on my feed Whereas people who are at festivals who just took that little bit too much ecstasy, <laughs> and you just see them throwing these shapes. But with when you when you watch it when you watch it with no audio, it yeah, looks yeah. fucking ridiculous. Yeah. Like obviously that's the that's why it's funny. Yeah, when you yeah. watch it with audio, you're just kind of like, oh no, actually she's a, she's she, on a, I she's see on what's a going on. She's here. on a different beat to everybody else. She's 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 actually she gets it. <laughs> yeah, 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 maybe I should get one of those clips and then put yeah, trip well, over yeah. it. Oh yeah, that might work. <laughs> or just chuck out a free ecstasy pill at the club and see what goes down after yeah, yeah. the gig. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're not condoning that, don't worry. <laughs> well, well. <laughs> the rickshaws are back, so maybe they're doing them. <laughs> are they? They are back, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was saying, because Leonard Pharmacy have a song called, about rickshaws, yeah, yeah. and uh, I said it to them, and I was like, I can't believe they're flying back, but there, there's no way they're going back to what they were like in Dublin about five or six years ago, yeah, yeah, yeah. which was really bad. <laughs> yeah. uh, if you could collab with anybody, who would it be? Oh, um right <laughs> collab with anyone who would it be radio this, silence yeah, yeah I did. you know this is one of those questions that stumps there's there's three questions that are on this kind of portion of the podcast that stump people quite a bit that's that's one of them okay nice <laughs> just um, to prepare you <laughs> so I have two friends actually that I've been that I've jammed with recently. Nice. Um so Ross McDermott, the guy that was in Medusa, mm. and then one of my good like best mates from school, Jamie Keatley. So if I could collab with them I, and we've been jamming together a bit. Well, we jammed together once recently and a few times previously, like years ago. Mm. And the recent jam we were like, Oh we all <laughs> felt really good about it. Mm. Like things had far improved from the previous time. So if things progressed within that that would be nice. Yeah, I think that's what I'd like to do. Yeah, yeah that's, a, that's a lovely answer. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what was the first and last album you f- you kind of fell in love with? Um, wow. <laughs> so, I'd, I'd say, I'd say Pearl Jam 10. 
Pearl Jam 10. Yeah. I'm actually, believe it or not, yeah. I've never listened to Pearl Jam properly and I feel really? like I'm just going to lose a lot of followers after making that comment on the episode. I know they're fantastic. They're just one of those bands I haven't got. That's what, fair enough. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, what, what's on that album, the Pearl Jam album? Because I know I know their singles. Like Yeah, I, I think uh, Jeremy and Even Flow. And, oh, okay. Well, um, there you go. Is it kind of alive. purple cover, is it? Uh, yeah, it's yeah. A, like uh, purpley red with the yeah, yeah. people holding someone up or with a hand in the I, air or I know, something like know, that. Yeah. That is a great... Even Flow is just a fucking phenomenal song. Yeah. I can't remember. It's in some Grand Theft Auto uh, game. Cool. And every time I was on the radio, I was like, just doing drive-bys to that song. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did... I, I think it'd be that. I listen to a lot of live stuff. I listen oh, to, it, okay. yeah, like lots of, I, I kind of, I'm very um, obsessive with like one song at a time mm. um, or like one live set at a time. So I'll go onto YouTube and I'll find like a live version of X song or whatever it is. Like um, I, there's a version of um, What Will You Say by Jeff Buckley. It's like a seven minute, eight, and it's like a seven, eight minute song. Mm. Um, and He's playing a, oh, it's like a big festival in the UK. There's a version of him playing it in Germany as well, as well. But whatever the festival in the UK version is, savage. Uh, uh, the full, does he do the full song as well? The full the seven full, minutes? Yeah, the full seven minutes. Yeah. Um, and everyone in the crowd, because it's such a like, it's got like a, it's real slow. Mm. And like, you don't, you everyone's just there swaying. You know, for like seven minutes and it Just builds and it gets it heavier, in. but yeah. it's not like the type of heavy rock that you'd, you'd start throwing your, your, yourself and your mates around to. <laughs> so everyone's just stood there looking at him. Yeah. That's great. Do you know, actually, it's it sounds, this sounds t- terrible, but I read an article just before you came over of, do you know the band Sleep? No. Sleep are this kind of like stoner metal band, but they have a song where it kind of just has a slow build where there's not much noise it's kind of quiet and uh apparently they were playing last night and someone ripped a massive fart and the whole band heard it it's <laughs> heard it everything <laughs> it echoed through the room <laughs> nice <laughs> the whole thing can you imagine like trying to build the crowd up to this real em- like yeah, emphatic yeah. and then just <laughs> <laughs> i would leave honestly if it was me i wouldn't stay in the middle of the audience i would just yeah just he's leave. like cringe yeah uh... <laughs> <laughs> um if you could change one thing about the Irish music scene, what would it be? Oh. I'd change how priority for booking by larger industry heads is placed on like the more established venues mm. or like um like open open coming venues and I'd have those companies book gigs for acts in like small time or you know like bar venues yeah yeah, yeah. um I'd if I could change one thing in the music scene it'd probably be that I'd have like like MCD or um something like that because they're booking gigs and say Workman's and Grand Socials but why can't they book gigs in Fibbers or Shin A or, yeah, yeah. or any other venues like that you know no, I completely agree with you. It, I, yeah, I, I always wonder like what's the kind of reasoning behind it. Like, there's still hundred, there's still a hundred person venue. There's still like which is a decent yeah taking. It wouldn't take a huge amount, I would imagine, to get, well, I don't get think going so. on in there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I would love to know the rationale behind it. Actually, yeah. Do you know, it's funny. I, as I, I was saying uh, to the last guest was on as well, 
who kind of gave a similar enough answer that that seems to be an issue with most bands that are coming up. It's like, why isn't this being done? It's I been, think so, yeah. yeah. Because but, it because there's no gateway then for those bands to get support slots through those established exactly, bookers. Exactly, yeah, yeah. And if you don't know the people and if you can't make the contacts and if you can't do all that stuff, then there's no way of getting that. Um, and it's real unfortunate because there's so many artists out there um, that are playing in all sorts of venues, say. Yeah. But there's so many that won't get the support slots say supporting whoever and whatever just because there's no way there's no roadmap mm. in the industry for them to go from these venues up to them or even back down to them or whatever you know yeah and there's like a whole like the other issue as well is like there's so much bands out there as well to even just get a slot because like everybody's gunning for and there's just a limited amount of venue spaces in dublin that can accommodate those type of bands too it's a whole absolutely it's a whole fucking mind fuck <laughs> absolutely yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah. I would imagine like when you're like, w- did you find when you were starting off that it was like really difficult to get a decent, like uh, a venue that like it was either 20 person or then it was just too big venue or that kind of. Um, I'd say when I was starting off, a friend of mine, Luke Clerk, and asked me to play a gig in, in, and I can't remember the name of the bar venue, but it was in Tala somewhere. Um, and then I would have started just going to open mics, playing as many open mics as I can before I got asked to do um, slots in in other bar venues, say. Mm. Um, so, yeah, that that's that's yeah. that's how it, that that's where I am or how I got there. That kind of thing was it? Yeah, yeah. that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ruby Sessions was another one that I always thought was great. But when you see new bands starting off, because you get to see them do like an acoustic set. So like if you see these bands that you know for like electric stuff and then they do the Ruby Sessions, like, oh, okay. Oh, yeah, they <laughs> do. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I haven't been to it in fucking years. Though. I've never went to Ruby Sessions. Oh, have you not? No, no. The, I remember the last time I was at it, I can't remember the name of the guitarist, but Mick Pyro was also at it. Oh. I think Wolfpack were doing it as well. They were doing a little kind of thing. Yes. Yeah. People kept talking during the whole show. And the whole point is that you're meant to be quiet and see these intimate shows to the point that somebody, I think Mick Pyro had to go, hey, shut the fuck up. And they continued on playing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you just see the person going, Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> it is a horrible thing to get called i've been called out at the ruby sessions myself for laughing right uh yeah <laughs> as you know my laugh uh, we they, were chatting about that yeah, yeah, yeah. Hear it. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um I've, yeah i've got this awful habit of going out to gigs and seeing gigs for x amount of time and then just completely forgetting that they exist and not going out or going mm. to anything or doing anything for ages so i've never I can safely say I don't think I've consistently um, thrown myself into the gigging scene, really, um, in a way that I'm aware of it, that I'm going out there because I want to gig and do something mm. for myself, you know, like that sort yeah, of thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't think I've ever really done that fully focused um, because I do it for a short period of time and then stop. Yeah, just like in bursts almost, isn't like it? Like in bursts, yeah. yeah. And, then I, and then you miss out on all the other people that are doing things and... Um, yeah. Uh, who is who would you think is one of the most underrated artists at the moment? Oh. That's the third one, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> Stump. Underrated. Um. Doesn't have to be somebody who's Irish, by the way. It can be anybody at all. Right. looking off into the distance i'm trying to pull, i'm trying to pull a name out of your out of the, way, out of the door over there to be fair it is it uh, i've 
I've I've been interviewed once for a podcast and it's easy for me to ask questions and then when it was on the other end of it I was like this is really hard <laughs> to yeah, be, yeah. to ask a question when you're on the spot. Yeah. It's like that thing when you get passed around the the um the ox cable at a party you're like oh, oh shit. put on a tune there yeah, 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 yeah. fuck I don't know <laughs> I any always tunes. overthink it yeah. and suddenly your brain goes yeah. blank the whole it's time on the spotness like it's always Daft Punk is playing at my house or something like that it's always just one of those go to songs <laughs> that well, you know people are gonna like it's class but it's yeah, a great I, song, yeah so I think. <laughs> Um, I mentioned them earlier. Pack of Hell and Wolves. One of my mates. That's uh, a great name for a band as well. Yeah, that's so that's his that's his like solo act sort of thing. And it's all these different characters that exist within the solo act that mm. he embodies in the music. And oh, that sounds cool. Um, he's he's got he, his depth of writing is just stunning, and he doesn't gig an awful lot. And he has an EP on on Spotify, and it's such a listen. Like the the lyrics are they'll just like a speck of dirt on a grain of sand in a reef in a never-ending ocean. That's, that's Jamie Lay. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> and he has, he has so many like that, you know, um, just really mind-blowing stuff. So, so prophetic. Yeah, and, no, that was and, lovely. And he doesn't, he just, <laughs> Almost he's such a bloke, like he's just gone around wearing football jerseys and, <laughs> <laughs> and it's just like, this person, where, what are you, you know? Yeah, 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 I think, I think him, yeah. Good answer. I have to give him a check. Pack of Howling Wolves. Pack of Howling Wolves. Lovely. I'll give that a go. And uh, final question of the random questions Mm. is, uh, what is your current go-to music? Oh, um, I've been listening to a good bit of reggae. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Like modern reggae or like... No. Because I think when people say reggae, I just think of Bob Marley. Well, I've been listening to a good bit of Bob Marley. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And a few people like... uh, People called the New Age Diamonds and... um, If... Yeah... It's, yeah, just 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 a lot of random reggae music. I've been listening to a good bit of uh, John Hopkins actually. Oh, John Hopkins is fantastic. Yeah, yeah fantastic. Savage. That Singularity isn't, album is gorgeous. I meant to, I might actually I might actually be seeing John Hopkins playing in London. Okay. In August, I okay. might he's playing a festival. I think Arca is also playing it and Fever Ray and somebody else. But I think John Hopkins on the bill as well. Okay. But Singularity that album is from start to finish is a fucking. So it was Singularity Son or I can't remember. There's one John Hopkins thing that I listened to like over and over and over again on COVID and just mind melting, kind of just lovely to sit down and just go, oh. <laughs> yeah, there's there's Singularity has like these tunes and Emerald Rush neon drum patterns and they're just such, if you're on the bike actually, oh, going really? go for a cycle, yeah. Uh, I have to give that a look. Oh, it's great. You wonder, yeah. kind of, it's one of those ones where like you kind of listen to you go, how do you put this together? Like, how do you construct what he's, what he's making? Yeah. That's fantastic music. Yeah. But, um, so I finish every uh, interview, believe it or not, we're at the end already, um, with the question, what do you love most about what you do? Right. I love um, getting to do, I don't know if it brings me joy, but, I love doing this thing that I just found myself doing for for reasons that were healing or for reasons that originally started like that for me. Hmm. And now I get to do it and I get to transport myself through a lot of my experiences, through songs that I've written. Like um, Mick Christopher has this quote, um, my, my songs don't know that I exist and though I give them life, it is a friendship that will never grow. My songs are friends I'll never know. Oh, so, yeah, and I love just, I I love just knowing that I have these songs and they might have talked to me then about whatever things, but they're always going to talk to me because 
they're part of me and they're going to continue whatever my next experiences are a song that I wrote four or five years ago mm. can still be relevant to me and I can pour myself into it so that's that's the thing that I love doing it's a lovely answer <laughs> that's a gorgeous answer who's Mick, Christ- who's Mick Christopher by the way I just want to because I want to yeah, remember that Mick quote. Christopher, Irish songwriter. Okay. Uh, hey Day would be one of his biggest tracks. Uh, Sky Larkin is one of his albums. Savage. I will be de- definitely checking that out. I ha- I've made a note now. Like um, it was funny. A friend of mine was saying it to me the other day, and he was like, "He's like, I love listening to your podcast." He goes, "But whenever you ask a question about an artist, about what they're listening to, he goes, I always forget to fucking write it down." I was like, "That's the whole point of asking the question. Yeah. You get to listen to what the- you get to listen to what they're listening to." But man, it's been an absolute pleasure having you. Uh, this is the part yeah. where uh, you get to promote anything that you have coming up. Obviously, the single and all that kind of carry on. Yeah, sweet. So when is this going to go up roughly? In It'll a... be out next week. Oh, okay, Wednesday, cool. Next Wednesday. Okay, is so... The, is the plan. So then the 9th of June. Um, so for the 2nd of June, we're releasing a live single that was shot with Ted. And that's all fully live. And then the 9th of June, we're doing a headline gig in the Workman's Club oh fantastic yeah and oh sick I'll be at that oh send for sure yeah, yeah your ma be. and Bin men are supporting um, and yeah that's oh that'd be class Workman's is such a great venue as well it's I great. always love always love doing, uh, going to a gig there oh well fucking fantastic oh yeah. okay is that announced that's not announced yet it's not it? announced yet that's why I was asking oh, right, okay, when yeah, are we yeah, up yeah, <laughs> yeah so yeah. alright well thank you so much for coming on it's yeah. been an absolute pleasure thanks for having me and that's us that's it <laughs> So just want to give a quick thank you again to Dan for coming on the podcast. It was fantastic chats. Really enjoyed having him on. Make sure to check out uh, Endless coming out on June 2nd, Ibex's new single. And make sure to get tickets to see Ibex live on June 9th in Workman's. I'll include links to both of those in the description. But uh, yeah, I hope you have a lovely weekend. Thank you so much for listening to the episode. Um, If you want to hear more, just like it. Please give the podcast a follow. It genuinely does help me out a lot. And if you're feeling real kind, give us a review as long as it's positive. And uh, I guess uh, have a lovely weekend. Thank you again for listening and goodbye.